Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is November the 1st, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, um, well, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. I, I want to get into this first and foremost, so I don't forget. It is the first. It's the first of the month. So I want to shout out all my newsies. So here we go. Stephanie Renee, shout out to ya. Denver McIntosh, shout out to you. Um, and then also Edward Haas, leader of the Commander's Conclave. Hopefully, if you haven't checked out Commander's Conclave, it is a commander match of the gathering thing i'm talking about here where um you know uh what is it edward edward sorry i had to do that um ed foo and foo and the noble if you don't know and then um brandon they all get together with a guest sometimes even myself i actually show up and uh do it and uh play you know magic and uh, it's a fun time it's good shit you should check it out uh, they usually do it like once a week, uh, usually when they put up episodes, things like that. So, um, yeah, and it's on YouTube. So there's that. There's a shout out. I wanted to get that in before I continue on to how I'm doing, uh, which is not great. Not great. Actually, this is one of the first times we just got to just say right off the right off the bat, not great. I got to say, first and foremost, like starting my day, pretty good overall. You know, usual, you know, blah, blah, blah. I uh, play my little my little phone game, Monopoly Go. Um, I, I got a new shield and that was something that was like a pet peeve of mine. I couldn't get a new shield and I grinded for that. So there, there is my, my good news there. But, um, I was walking out and, um, I kind of noticed my car looked a little funkier than usual. And I was like, uh oh, and, uh, I took a pic and I was like, okay, Let's see what the homies think. Let's see what the, you know, what, what, what's going on maybe. And um, yeah, it's looking like I got a pretty bad issue going on now with my car. And uh, so yeah, I'm trying to work that out. So you'll have to forgive me if I'm a little distracted. I've been a bit stressed out, a little discombobulated now. But you know, hopefully I get back on track. Um, but until then, you know, life, life goes on. And I figured, hey, the show has definitely got to go on. You know, this is a whole thing for me. I don't want to just like stop doing things because my life happened, you know, and until I run out of Internet, then, um, you know, or, or my equipment breaks, I want to keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the goal. That's the operation. So, uh, yeah, here we go. I'm going to, you know, take my little startup and then um, we will um, get into some news because we, we do have some stuff to talk about for sure. Okay, our first story comes from The Hindu, um, that is the name of the publication. Uh, also, there's a, another article from Reuters that you can also check out, but uh, it, the way that Reuters kind of slants the article, uh, I mean, I guess it's fine, but it leaves out the important part that got me into the story. Um, so I just wanted to cover it from the Hindu cause they kind of got it the way I initially heard it, which was from the BBC, uh, the BBC news, uh, you know, the global British podcast. I listen to that shit like every fucking day. Anyway, 
Two dead as Bangladesh garment workers protest low pay. The worst violence erupted on a highway north of the capital, Dhaka, to Mimensingh, where at least 4,000 workers clashed with police. Thousands of garment workers in Bangladesh walked off the job in protest at low wages Monday, sparking clashes with security forces and damaging multiple factories and unrest that left at least two people dead, police said. Uh, Bangladesh is one of the world's largest garment exporters, with the industry accounting for 85% of the South Asian country's $55 billion in annual exports, but conditions are dire for many of its 4 million apparel workers. Uh, something I'd heard from the BBC broadcast was they make about $75 a month. And essentially what they were asking for was like, you got to get this to at least like 250 like that we cannot work unless we're getting these kind of, um, you know, money metrics, which is like when you think about that, it's like, and these are the kind of clothes that I believe goes to like H&M, maybe even like Levi, like they do list this in this article, but it's like one of those things where it's like, so it's like, damn, like essentially, you know, you know how capitalism works, they get to buy low and then sell at whatever price they want. Um, in the situation where like H&M, you can kind of sell it obviously for a lot of lower prices and say, hey, you know, these are just nice little, you know, seasonal things that you can buy that always kind of work for you, little trendy things. And then there's also, you know, maybe in the case of like Levi Strauss, they're going to upcharge the fuck out of that, dude. Like, oh, yeah, you're getting lastum quality signature denim. Yeah. Um, and hey, if I'm getting the Levi Strauss thing wrong, you know, sorry, you can cook me on that. My, my bad. But um. Yeah, protests erupted over the weekend after Powerful Manufacturers Association offered a 25% raise, ignoring union demands for a new minimum basic wage of 23,000 taka, nearly threefold increase. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that, those are the prices I'm talking about. That's the, the money I'm talking about. Like about $250 a month you're asking for. <laughs> like that is not much. And essentially... You know, they're like, nah, we can't. And then it's like, you know, the police are saying, well, oh, they um, they were throwing rocks at us. They like hurled rocks at us and it like looked like rain. Like they're like describing this like 300 like kind of thing. I'm like, you guys are police and like fucking riot gear. So I was like, I'm sorry, you guys can handle, you can muster. Um, but I mean, they responded shooting rubber bullets. Um, but one garment worker was injured during the clashes and he died as he was taken to a hospital said Sawar Alam, chief of industrial police unit in Gazapur. One worker of ABM Fashions died from suffocation after the fire spread to the first three floors, Gazapur Fire Service Chief Abdullah Al-Farin told AFP. And then uh, we rescued another worker alive. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, things are definitely getting crazy. I know in the other article from Reuters, they talk about, like, you know, people throwing rocks and taking out buses and shit. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just wanted to at least cover that, you know, at least get my toehold there. I mean, it's definitely big fucking shit. It is sad that you have a situation where literally unions are trying to work with, you know, these industries and essentially there's not negotiation, not negotiating. And then you have, you know, protests where it's like, okay, well then we'll just do this this way. And the police get involved and then the police are cracking heads and cracking skulls. And this is a tale that is old as time. Um, you know, and, um, it is very hard to combat this and I, you know, salute the people trying to do their best to do so. 
um, you know, because all we're trying to do is just get a fucking living wage out here. You know what I mean? And and what they are fighting for is not unreasonable. It's just not. You know, I know sometimes people hear numbers and I'm like, whoa, but like literally what these people are working for. It's like, what are we getting? You know what I mean? Like, it's insane. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and move along. Um, sadly, you know, stories are not going to get any better. Um, from the Associated Press, trooper accused of withholding body camera video agrees to testify in deadly arrest of black driver. Prosecutors have dropped charges against a Louisiana state trooper accused of withholding body camera footage that shows another officer dragging black motorist Ronald Green by his ankle shackles during his deadly 2019 arrest. Lieutenant John Clary, the ranking officer at the scene, has agreed to take the stand in the trial of Master Trooper Corey York, a former colleague charged with negligent homicide in the case. York is accused of forcing the heavyset Green to lie down um, and handcuffed for more than nine minutes, which use of force experts uh, said likely restricted his breathing. I believe there was two officers on him um, during that point. Uh, Mr. Clary has and will continue to cooperate with the state and testify truthfully in this matter, said John Bolton, the Union Parish District Attorney. It's not immediately clear why prosecutors dismiss the obstruction of justice indictment against Clary before he provides his testimony, and the single paragraph dismissal makes no mention of his pledged cooperation, which I think is very fucking stinky and very fucked up, because essentially that alone right there, he just gets to go back to work. Like, my man, you watch this shit. You watch this shit, and then not to mention you, not just watch this shit, it is also mentioned in this article, my man lied to cover it up, saying like, oh, Green actually was freaking out the whole time, he was listening the whole time, when really he's like, he screams like, we're brothers, like you and I were brothers, like to to the cops that are beating him, assaulting him. It is also, the initial take was like, oh, it was the crash that did this, you know, which is just a constant, you know, fucking ploy that gets used by law enforcement. It's like, oh, it was the drugs. He was on drugs. It, he was just too fucked up. And that's what happened. It wasn't us like actually leaning and kneeling and doing like illegal fucking takedown procedures on someone. No, it wasn't that. No, I didn't kill him. The bullets in the fall did. Like, fuck you, dude. It, it, it is nasty fucking procedures. It is time and time again. And... I am annoyed as hell, frustrated as fuck, beyond belief that Clary just gets to walk away from this, potentially just get to get back in the fucking outfit and do the shit, just be James Bond again, when clearly you show no regard for humanity, but whatever, he is going to, uh, you know, cooperate, and I imagine that there's also, I don't know, maybe they just, I don't even want to speculate on that shit, fuck that, it's fucked up, it's dumb as fuck, Um, but yeah, I imagine, you know, he's cooperating, so I imagine that's part of it. Uh, York is expected to stand trial next year, but is asking an appellate court to throw out his own indictment after prosecutors acknowledge a a mistake by allowing a use of force expert to review protected statements York made during an internal affairs inquiry. Such compelled interviews may not be used to discipline officers administratively, but are specifically shielded from use in criminal cases. So that might be a factor here too uh, down the road. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we will see how that shakes out. That's a new development there. Um, definitely worth covering. And, you know, obviously like I'm annoyed with the situation at hand. Also, I think it was like, uh, Chris Chepin. He, uh, Chris Harpin. I'm sorry. Chris Harpin, a former, um, 
union parish deputy sheriff who taunted Green before he stopped breathing. Um, he has two counts of malfeasance. Um, but um, those charges were dismissed. Sorry, I'm reading that backwards. My bad. So, I mean, yeah, essentially it is down to York, but it, it just sounds like more or less this is just getting peeled back and everyone's just kind of getting off casually, whatever, no big deal. Someone fucking died. But, hey, whatever. We'll just get the guy who was, like, the biggest guy on camera who we know and everyone can point and be really, really mad at. That'll that'll solve it. That really just fixes this. Now, you know, we're good now. <sighs> I, I, I um, you know, it's we're not done, really. This is, uh, you know, another issue. You know, you know how I do. I got to bundle things sometimes. Um, literally, what's fucked up, I was looking for this story I'm about to talk about, about Tyree Nichols, and I stumbled onto this along the way. And I was like, fuck, well, yeah, let's just fucking do it. Let's just chuck it on the wagon, you know? Goddamn, you know, living in fucking America. All right, ABC News. Former officer to change plea uh, to change plea to federal charges in Tyree Nichols' death. Attorney Desmond Mills Jr., one of the five former Memphis police officers charged in connection with the death of Tyree Nichols, plans to change his plea to federal offenses. And uh, his attorney confirmed to ABC News. The attorney Blake Ballin said Mills will be entering a change of plea during a hearing on Thursday. Mills previously pleaded not guilty back in September to uh, federal civil rights, conspiracy, and obstruction offenses. Nichols died on January 10th, three days after a violent confrontation with police following a traffic stop. The federal indictment alleges that Mills, along with Tadarius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Justin Smith, and Emmett Martin the third, Emmett, Emmett Marsh, Martin, sorry, the third, deprived Nichols of his constitutional rights during the confrontation, which is very much saying it very lightly. Um, let's see. Um, each of the defendants, according to the indictment, were involved in beating Nichols during the January seventh traffic stop, and none relayed information about their assault to the Memphis police dispatcher. Their supervisor or EMTs and paramedics who were coming to the scene. The officers allegedly spoke at the scene about how they struck Nichols, including hitting Nichols with straight haymakers and taking turns hitting him um, with so many pieces, which that's a quote. Like that that's something they said after they literally mauled the shit out of another human being. And, 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 and I got to mention, too, this is on their body cameras. This is on street cameras. This is down the street from the man's house. They had to do this shit to him. This is what the Scorpion unit just fucking did. I mean, this is some, this is some shit we've already covered. I've fucking shed tears over this shit. It is very goddamn infuriating. Um, and I mean, hey, at least this guy is like saying, hey, I guess the water's too hot. So I'm going to fucking make a fucking plea deal here. Um, that's not doing the fucking right thing, by the way. That's just trying to save your own fucking ass here while you're fucking, you know, up against it. But, um, you know, we'll obviously see how this goes. This is a big update. I, I did miss that the family filed a civil lawsuit. I haven't heard anything, you know, uh, you know, since then, but I did want to cover that. Um, yeah, man, I mean, this shit is heavy. It's hard as hell. Um, I man, I was 29 years old. 
you know, love life. It was just a guy. Literally, this was something that was like a potential traffic infringement thing at the very worst. They just wanted to pull this guy to just fuck with this guy because they could. Because they just fucking could. Because they just have a license to ill. And they were like, oh, yeah, no problem. We can just do this and mark it up for whatever. We can just beat on this guy because we just got the time today. For what? For numbers? Like, it just doesn't make fucking sense. Just to say they're, yeah, now they're doing the neighborhood a favor. Like, and it's sad that Nichols, is just, this isn't an isolated incident. Of course, it's never fucking is. But, like, like multiple people reported this fucking shit. I mean, it's a shame. It's a shame. I, I <sighs> sometimes I think about this shit. It just all feels like a blur, you know? Um, just nonstop fucking affair. Um, you know, I can shift up to a world lens and think about all that fuckery. And I mean, I know there's shit, there's, there's shit I haven't talked about today that took place and we'll, we'll cover it in a future episode. But, you know, then I come back down to where I am in the States and it's like, God damn it, dude. From one war zone to another, it feels like, man, you know. Anyway, uh, we got one more thing to cover. And then I will let you go. Do, 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 do. Okay. Mm. All right. From the Associated Press. Police say armed man killed himself instead of carrying out apparent plan to attack amusement park. A heavily armed man killed himself rather than carry out an apparent plan to shoot up a mountaintop amusement park in Colorado. His body discovered in a bathroom next to the words scrawled on the wall, I'm not a killer, authorities said on Monday. Diego Biaris Medina, 20 years old, was found dead in a woman's bathroom at Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park by a maintenance crew on Saturday morning before the park opened to the public. He died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Garfield Gar- Garfield County Coroner Robert Glassmeyer said. Medina apparently entered the park while it was closed, armed with an AR-style rifle, a semi-automatic handgun, and explosives, um, and was wearing body armor and tactical clothing similar to what police uh, SWAT team um, members might wear, authorities said. Also, it said further on in an article that the explosives were mixed with fake and real ones. So that was weird. That like, I, like he almost like wanted filler, and that also he like planted some around the music park. Um, but the full message said, "I am not a killer. I just wanted to get into the caves." Uh, that was written on the bathroom wall. Though they do say that they couldn't verify that he was the one who initially wrote that. Uh, wrote that. Sorry, croaked. But um. It's insinuated that he is, um, but that he did write that. Uh, but yeah, and there are also like caves in that amusement, but it does seem like that was his intent was to shoot up the place. But um, he decided that I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to, you know, and when I just saw that part of it, I was like, I 
definitely want to talk about this because, I mean, we've covered so many shootings, so many, and it looked like this guy was looking to do that, and then at the last minute was like, I'm just not. And um, to take this line, I'm not saying is is a good thing. At the end of the day, there are resources out there, and I know that it sounds cle- like like cheesy as fuck, cliche as hell, but like there are there are places to reach out, even if you are alone. This is something that you know me, a person who is a, a very much a lonely guy. You know, shit gets rough, shit gets tough, but it it is not wrong to reach out for help. There are people out there that you know are willing to give you that, at least give you the, the, the place to like swim out of it. You know what I mean? And like, then you can try to get to terraform, like terraform and work from there. But, um, and I do want to plug those just, you know, before I get it in the weeds and, you know, uh, the 998 suicide and crisis lifeline can be reached by calling or texting 988, um, or through chatting at 988lifeline.org. So just, you know, want to throw that out there. You know, I'm not trying to fucking logic you or anything like that. But, um, and reach out to friends, talk to people. Like, these things are important. And I know, like, once again, we, we talked about a guy in Maine, and it's like he did take those steps, and, like, yeah, he still had that snap. But at the end of the day, yes, it does fall down to you and your responsibility to be like, yo, I know what I'm thinking and wanting to do is wrong, and I need to stop that. And yes, I know, and I'm a licensed therapist, please, duh, obviously. But like, pull yourself, you know, you got to reach out for help, please. I, I just cannot stress that enough. You know, I know that shit gets dark, shit gets deep, but you're never completely and solely alone. And, um, you know, taking your own life, it, it, that that's nothing. It, it's, it's not nothing. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like that in the moment, and it's like, no, but there's just so many ramifications from that. I just, you know, know from experience and and losing loved ones and things of that nature you just you you carry that with you for your the rest of your life and um you know and definitely condolences to the family and um you know the, the he lived with, i believe his um a sibling and his mother and th- there weren't any signs or anything like that but um yeah i mean it's just really unfortunate i, I wish i had a better, more eloquent way to close this shit out. But um, just definitely just cannot stress that enough. You're just not alone out there. There's always somebody. You can always reach out and, you know, get back. So, whew, what a episode. Um, I got to do the thing now where uh, <laughs> capitalism or whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com Isaiah News. If you'd like to support the effort, help help Isaiah with his uh, you know, problems fun sometimes. That's sometimes how it works, you know. But really this is so far it just helps me with research and things of that nature and you know, and just Patreon is cool. I, I like being on there and you guys just showing your support really does mean a lot. It really is heartwarming in my 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 hard times. <laughs> um but yeah, patreon.com says Isaiah News. If you would like to support the effort, I uh you know I shout you out, do that little plug there. Um if you'd want to, you know, feedback, Isaiah News1 at gmail.com. And then also I'm on all the socials. You can just hit me up there, uh hit up the podcast there. Um hopefully you're subscribed to the YouTube already. Hit that thumbs up, all that, bells, whistles, um, whatever feed you're getting this off of, you know, app, what have you. And uh, yeah, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.